Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from StickerGiant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. Andrew with you uh, once again. It's always my pleasure to be here uh, chatting up wonderful people who happen to be Sticker Giant customers. Today, we're dialing in Harsha Mirage from Wagwan Brewing in uh, Denver, yeah. Colorado. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Super excited uh, to be chatting with you. Yeah, for sure. And we're, um, you know, Beer and, and brewing in general is a big uh, industry for us, not just in Colorado, but nationwide. Um, and we're definitely trying to sort of dig in a little bit more of what it takes to be a, a canned beverage brand these days, or just in general, you're running a tap room and, and, a, and a, a public space. So there's there's quite a lot probably that goes into running your shop. But before we deep dive into all that, like what uh, brought you here to Colorado and, and sort of what's this concept that you have going on at Wagwan? Yeah, so I originally am from New York City. Um, I moved out here to to Colorado um, about six years ago now to uh, go to CU Boulder for my graduate degree, which is in sustainability planning and management. Um, about six months after I started school, I met my now husband, Jesse, um, and decided to stay. <laughs> so um, not a bad place to be stuck at all. Uh, Denver's been been awesome. Um, so ended up just staying out here, finding um, different jobs in um, the energy industry. Um, and then right as the pandemic hit, um, we decided that it was probably a good idea to pivot and kind of um, do something that we were a little bit more passionate about and something that we could find um, just more happiness in. Um, so we uh, were home brewers before that, um, but we decided to um, pursue our dream of, of opening a brewery. Um, as you know, um, there are hundreds of craft breweries um, in Colorado, and um, I think it's over, over 150, if not more than that right now, just in Denver. Um, so we needed a differentiation factor. Right. Um, so with that, um, we decided to use... Um, and incorporate my um, Jamaican uh, heritage into our brewery. So um, what that means is just incorporating um, different flavors that are found in um, the fruits and spices of Jamaica, but also through our programming that we do at the brewery and um, any partnerships that we that we have as well. Right, and there's a pretty rich history that's, you know, there's a lot of influences as, as an island, right? And and as a colonial sure. legacy. And and so there's a lot that I'm sure you can speak to on that. And, you know, just looking at the tap tap list alone, you know, there's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, durian fruits and cardamoms and curry. Like those are all um, like very distinctive flavors. You know what I mean? To infuse, yeah. uh, how do you like go about, if you were, you know, you say you're a homebrew, there's a lot of experimentation that goes into those early days and a mm -hmm. lot of failures probably, but like, yeah. when did you like start hitting and you're like, Oh, this is a very signature. Like this is like the flagship of this, or then, you know, you come up with your core beers or whatever, but like, what was yeah. it? Talk a little bit about that experiment. I'm always very interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, kind of the first thing that we did before we even started, um, I guess, test brewing, um, some recipes for the, for the brewery itself. Uh, we wrote down a list of all the styles 
um, that we know we wanted to have at some point, and then a list of all the ingredients that we know we wanted to incorporate. And then from there, we kind of paired um, what styles we thought would be best with what ingredient. Um, so for example, um, we have a pomegranate Hefeweizen um, called Wash Belly that's um, kind of in rota heavy rotation on our, on our menu. Um, and those two flavors we thought blended really well together because of the tartness of the, the pomegranate, but also like the banana, banana estuary um, notes from the Hefeweizen. Um, so that's just one uh, flavor combination that we thought would be, would be really cool to bring on to our, our tap list. Um, some of the other ones though, um, the more funkier ones are um, from our head brewer, Dickie. Um, he's been really great. He's been in the industry for about, uh, 20 years. Um, so he definitely knows what he's doing as far as, uh, flavor combinations go and styles and, and all of that. But, um, and the there's three so of many us, trends too, right? Like oh, it's yeah. hard, like, it's like, yeah. there's like, you want to follow the trends, but I, I'm kind of pedestrian in that. I'm like, I'd rather have your best beer always be good. Like yeah. every yeah. time. Yeah. You know? And that's, yeah. that's our goal is like to always have good beer first. Um, and we use minimal, um, minimal uh adjuncts and and uh syrups and things like that we only use real fruit um in our beers so even if it's a fruit that's really hard to find or an ingredient that's really hard to find um in a puree form um, from these like um, brewer shops that are out here we um make the puree ourselves so i was about to say like um, passion fruit i could see that being difficult every now and again yeah, or tamarind yeah. like these are not things yeah. that are like typically yeah. uh available uh you know peaches are one thing in colorado right um yeah i was gonna say so um that that's really cool um and you like you said you have a head brewer so you, you're mm -hmm. passionate about this but the pandemic a lot and and we uh, folks who listen to the show all the time or anyone who's following any business students, like there's a lot of like, so I decided to turn this thing during the pandemic into my main thing because of X, Y, and Z. I got laid off. Mm -hmm. I hated what I was doing. I, you don't want to go outside, whatever it was. Everyone mm -hmm. had a reason for doing something. You you're saying though, like at the start of the pandemic, you wanted to follow this passion and that included opening an, a, a, a physical place where nobody could go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to suss yeah. that out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, um, that's, that's totally fair. So I had lost my job at the beginning of the pandemic, like probably a couple of weeks in, mm. um, and Jesse had gone through some job changes as well, right. Um, the summer of 2020. Um, so for us being, um, people of color, it's really hard to, um, get into an industry that's very capital intensive right off the mm. bat. Um, so for us, when all of these places are shutting down and all of these uh, businesses are going out of business, um, that's the time when the opportunity was was right for us, um, just because landlords are trying to find um, anyone to take over spaces. So rent is lower. Yeah. Um, just the barrier to entry is, is just a lot lower. Hmm. Um, so we took advantage of that um, business plan um, and sought out funding and and all of that um, throughout 2020. And then we didn't end up taking over our, our space that we're currently in until April of 2021. Oh, sweet. So it, mm -hmm. it, yeah. And I mean, you mentioned there's a few things going on there. Um, like you said, the industry too is dominated by a lot of white people, right? So like there's, you know, as a, like you said, as a person of color and you were probably faced unique challenges, I would say, I would, I wonder, I actually have no idea. That's why I'm asking. Mm -hmm. um, 
but then you also brought that into the theme of, of what you're doing too. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, like you said, that's your differentiator. That's your advantage. Mm -hmm. That's your strength. You're going to do all those things. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we've faced an uphill battle then, and I still think we're facing it now, just Mm -hmm. being able to secure, um, adequate funding for, for the plans that we have and, and for, um, what we want to do with our, our growth, um, as far as like, um, expanding beyond the tap room, getting into some distribution or, um, you know, just improvements on our space. Um, that's been pretty difficult for us just to find, um, folks that kind of understand our vision and understand, um, the flavors that we're trying to bring to the, to the beer industry and, and the different spin, um, that we're, that we're bringing industry, to, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean? like it's, in, it's in been its pretty way. difficult. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not what we expected. Um, really, as far as that goes, yeah. I mean, um, Denver being as as um, I guess as liberal as it is, um, that's just not something that um, I expected anyway um, to be just as difficult um, as it was to find funding. Hmm. Um. Well, you know, like you said, growth, I mean, you have visions. I mean, you have a tap room, you're mm-hmm. trying to get people in. What, what are the ways to get people in so you can actually utter your catchphrase, right? Which is the name yeah. of the thing, right? Like, yeah. it's like, what's up, right? That's what it yeah. means. For those yep. that don't know, like Wagwan, the way it's spelled, W-A-H-G-W-A-N. Like, that's a colloquialism that is mm-hmm. powerful, though. Yeah. Right. And it's like inclusion of come on, what's up, come on in, you know? So like, that's the vibe of what you're, especially the site is colorful and all the things, Mm -hmm. and you know, the tap room from what I see is doing those things too. What are the ways you're trying to get folks to to come down to eighth Avenue there in Denver, you know? Yeah. So a lot of what we do um, in the beginning was a lot of word of mouth marketing and a lot of guerrilla marketing. Um, Those are two things that um, Jesse and I are are really good at. um, And, I would brag a little bit and say that those are our strengths, um, just relationship building and being able to, you know, um, genuinely build a connection, um, with our community. Um, so we went out and talked to a bunch of different apartment buildings, coffee shops, restaurants, bars, um, literally anywhere, um, that we could talk to before, um, opening, um, just to let them know that we're going to be there, that we'd love to partner with them in any way. Um, and that has been, um, kind of our, our biggest, um, strength just in, in, in the brewery itself is all of the relationships that we've built. Um, just because with those strong relationships, those folks end up recommending us to other folks and, um, kind of the word of mouth spreads from there. Um, but obviously word of mouth can't, can't be the end all be all. So, um, we have been, um, doing a lot of social media marketing. Um, we just recently upgraded our, our website, um, to be a little bit more dynamic. Um, we're looking into doing some more print marketing just through, um, local magazines here, um, in Denver, but, um, just like slowly trying to figure out what works best for us marketing wise. Well, and like you said, I mean, you've got events, you're trying to, obviously we're always leveraging the calendar of what's going on. Oh, for sure. Like look at where we are, like it's June, Mm -hmm. it's July, whatever, and and doing the things that make sense for the general culture. Um, What was I going to say about um, specifically, then you're also trying to build loyalty, right? And you have this thing called like the Paradise Club, right? So like that seems like a fun 
element add on to what you're doing? What, what's the deal with the Paradise Club? Yeah, so we actually just revamped that whole thing um, once we switched over um, our website um, hosting. Um, so Paradise Club is essentially our loyalty program. Um, so what that means is um, folks can join um, through our website or in person in our tap room, um, and then they'll earn um, points towards free beer, free merch, um, and exclusive invites to special beer releases and hopefully some cool um, partnership events. Um, one of those really, really pushing for is like a rum tasting um, uh, with Denver Distillery. So oh, um, just doing fun things like that for, for those members. Um, and and uh, yeah, that, that'll be fun. <laughs> I, yeah. So the loyalty programs are super important. Like, for, And there's many technology platforms, of course, especially for beer, um, to because to, you do want people, you know, every couple days, a week, whatever the frequency is for folks. Yeah. Um, especially your regulars. Um, so um, as far as like, we're talking again, just in general, like the craft beer space, what, what kind of things have you noticed like you say, you've been doing this about a year, but I mean, you've probably been paying attention to the industry and you've had to do a lot mm-hmm. of research. You're, you're obviously an expert. No, for sure. What, like, where, what is sort of next in a way for where things are going, you know, for especially people who aren't super familiar with it? Yeah. So, um, do you mean just the craft beer industry in general? Yeah, there's two things. There's y'all, I want to get to y'all, but I'm also like thinking of these lot. Like, how do you, cause there's either going to, you, you plug into the large industry and you want to follow that, but you also have to cut across the grain sometimes too, probably to get what you want personally, satisfaction, Mm -hmm. passion, et cetera. How do you, let's start with the big picture, like the trends in the craft space or, you know, in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think just, just outsiders view right now. Um, I think, um, as far as beer styles go, there's been a heavy, um, just like a deep dive into, you know, the hazy IPAs and milkshake IPAs, things like that. Um, while they're not particularly our style, it is something that we are going to experiment with um, later this year, um, later this summer, rather. Um, so we've definitely seen um, that trend. And it's something that we also want to just take part in because we know that that's a s- sector of the the beer um, consumer population that we're probably not hitting right now. Um, So that's something that we definitely want to tap into Um, as far as just other like brewery trends, definitely uh, focus on cool merch um, items. Um, So another thing that we're definitely trying um, to tap into, um, we have an in-house designer um, uh, on our staff. So he's been really great at kind of, incorporating our branding but also really new um and fresh like art designs um, that he's always coming up with into our merch items which is really cool um and then something else is um just distribution and expansion um that's been a huge trend for a lot of the i quote unquote smaller breweries out here just like expanding into second and third locations but also just um, blowing up as far as, uh, sorry, as as far as distribution goes. So getting beer in cans and and getting those into liquor stores and Mm -hmm. um, bottle shops and shipping to consumers and things like that. Yeah. What, what will that look like for you all? Like you said, you want to get more into can and distribution. How how is that going to change or, you know, what's the planning involved in that? Yeah. So, um, right now we're fortunate enough to have access to a canning line through one of our brewery friends that we kind of, do a little, um, contract with. Um, so we're able to, to do some small sales, small scale 
canning there, um, which we just sell, um, right up, right out of our tap room. Um, but we're looking to kind of build that up and, and get that beer into, um, some local liquor stores. Um, but as far as the future goes, we'd love to have our own canning line, um, just in back in in our brewery space, um, just to make, um, it a little bit easier on us, but also just bring all of that stuff in house so that it's, Mm. um, just, super convenient for us and we can kind of go whenever we need to. You're talking a little bit about artists and I know you have like, you feature artists on the site and you're trying yeah. to incorporate a lot of that in the just design of the space. And mm-hmm. um, when we were setting this up, I, I had just, and I don't know what happened to it, but I have this fun little Darth Vader drinking a beer. Oh here. yes. Yep, yep. <laughs> and that's why, like, obviously I love everyone who would listen to our show, which is not a lot of people, but they know I love Star Wars. So like this design I picked, I was like, Oh, I still got to talk to her and I got to get them on the show, yeah. you know? So um, I love little one-off things like that, that are just like, I assume are just sitting there and one of your, people at the bar just picks them up and that it just goes off into the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's this silly Darth Vader drinking a beer sticker? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's just like what I was just, just mentioning is that, um, our designer is, um, just super creative with, um, the ideas that we, that we bring to him. Um, we do a lot of themed, um, trivia nights. So every month we have a, um, a trivia night focused on a TV show or movie or something. So, um, in May, of course we did star Wars and, um, had these, uh, Darth Vader stickers drawn up. Um, but, um, we just, you know, try to, to bridge the gap between beer and whatever pop culture reference that we're, we're bringing into the brewery. Totally. Um, so, you know, you do have this sort of sustainability background, like you said, and, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm curious how, especially, um, that's like a, a trend and buzz for everybody, you know, mm-hmm. um, I was just reading this morning about like this new yeah. sneaker company that's doing recycled things, you know, whatever it may be. How do you view that, that goal for you, that sort of aspiration of being more sustainable? Yeah. So, um, there are a couple of things that we're doing right now, but, um, just the overall, I guess hurdle, um, for smaller businesses is that, um, sustainability initiatives are are pretty difficult to get the impact that you want, um, at a smaller scale. Um, so it's kind of like a a weird catch 22 is like, you want to do the best, but, um, you also need to be at a certain size. Um, so for us, um, we're just doing the best that we can with the space that we have. So we, um, are as paperless as possible. We um, do all of our communications, invoicing, all of that um, electronically. Um, we source all of our ingredients locally. Um, so all Colorado companies um, to minimize, you know, our, our carbon footprint there. Um, we are starting up um, a pack tech recycling program. So folks can bring in their um, six pack pack techs um, so that we can reuse them for our canning. Um, Just, we have LED um, lighting um, that's like uh, occupancy censored. So it's, if nobody's over there, it's not on. Um, So kind of just small things like that, that we can do just in our tap room. Um, but longer term goals, we'd love to, um, kind of offset our, our energy usage by either buying into some, uh, renewable energy, um, uh-huh. elsewhere, um, just cause our space doesn't allow for us to have it, um, right. on site, but, um, 
just things like that, just longer term goals, either for the space that we're currently in or for a future space. Right on. Um, yeah. So I, I was wondering too, cause like, you know, you sort of promote this a little bit on the site, but you, you definitely want to have a place where any, anybody and everybody is welcome within reason, of course, yeah. but you also are focusing on like, do, do you find a lot of Jamaicans or, or Caribbean, you know, descendants slash, you know, immigrants who are visiting you or seeking you out? Cause that's kind of yeah. what you're putting out in the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so funny thing. <laughs> um, so when we first opened, um, I was very skeptical that I was going to find anyone um, that was either from Jamaica, had family in Jamaica or Caribbean just in general. Sure. Um, on opening weekends last year, there were, I don't even know, uh, 50 or so folks from all over the Caribbean that had come from Parker, Aurora, Centennial, yeah. Longmont, just like yeah. everywhere. That's just great. because they knew right that now. this is, yeah, <laughs> just because they knew it was opening and they were like, oh my God, I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so happy that this is, this is in my, like my home. Um, yeah. It like reminds me of being like back on whatever island that they're from. So, um, and do they like have a or, thing where they're like, oh, this curry, you know, because curry is like a very like unique yeah. uh, flavor in general. It's global, yeah. of course, but like when it comes to Jamaican style curry, it's got a just a little uh, yeah, different yeah. kind of vibe to it, you know. And yeah. did you did you scratch the itch for those? That's like the where you know your passion is is manifested into a- action, where like someone interacts with it and they're like, this is exactly what I need. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's exactly it. Like we. Um, the feedback that we got, um, and just the reception that we got from that community, it makes, makes it all worth it for me. Um, just because like I was missing all of those things, um, being out here, um, but kind of being able to, to be the hub for that and create that space for, um, for those folks that are missing their home, um, was, was just super rewarding. That's awesome. Um, you know, we're sort of running up against our time here and, and no, it's a good. kind of classic question of, um, you know, if you, if you could tell yourself like, you know, a year and a half ago, anything in the past year that you've learned to like be aware of or look out for, especially as you're developing a new brand, that's pretty niche in a pretty saturated market too, mm-hmm. right? Like, and you already mentioned the hurdles that you face, what kind of advice would you give yourself? Yeah. Kind of a couple things. Um, just be resilient. Um, cause there are a lot of things that are going to come your way and a lot of things that are unexpected, um, not always the best things. Um, so just, just being resilient and being strong. Um, but then on the other, on the flip side of that, um, just be confident and know that your ideas are, are good ideas. And that, um, if it hasn't been done before, just try it. Um, right. and that's kind of the motto of, of our, our, brewery just internally between um jesse dickie and i is um with our beers we just go for it right yeah that's awesome um well we do appreciate it quite a bit and i do appreciate your time and i uh i love the culture in general so that's you know whether it's the food or the drink or the music and you know the art itself and the expression of of creativity and 
language. There's just so much that goes into Jamaican yeah. culture that I think is worth celebrating. And I think this is a, a nice little spot in Denver <laughs> to do that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, thank you for your time, everybody. You know, like I said, tune in if you're anywhere in the area. Of course, we're talking about uh, 925 West 8th Avenue in Denver. That's Wagwan Brewing. Uh, hopefully, Harshad or someone there can talk you through the whole tap list. That <laughs> uh, sounds like it's growing and looking yep. forward to seeing your beer in cans on shelves all around the region and the country, perhaps. Um, uh, you know, we say every sticker has a story on the show. This story today was brought to you by this fun Darth Vader beer sticker that um, <laughs> I'll have to have on the site so everyone can see it. And maybe you'll have to head to the brewery to get one. But um, Harsh, I, I, you know, again, I appreciate your um, dedication to your craft and, and what y'all are trying to accomplish here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful day, weekend, wherever you are, however you are. Uh, be well. And as they say at Wagwan, I say Wagwan. So what's up <laughs> and have a good one. And everybody take care. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customer sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.